0: the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community—rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we look forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 14, verses 1 to 12. Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day observe it in honor of the Lord, and those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord, and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each of us will be accountable to God. Here ends the reading. Homosexuality. Abortion. Evolution. Creationism the authority of Scripture, the inerrancy of Scripture, universalism, women's ordination, our understanding of the Eucharist, our understanding of sacraments, of heaven, of hell. Well, now I've got your attention, haven't I? Then there's the color of the carpet in the church, the type of wine we use for Holy Communion, whether we have bulletins and how detailed they are, whether we sing out of hymnals or from a big elevated screen, whether we use guitars or organs, whether we fully immerse folks in baptism or sprinkle them. In the current cultural climate, the questions are, are you for gun rights or gun control? Is climate change addressable through human change or not? Does racial equality need to be addressed systemically? Is globalism to be embraced or resisted? Do we have a moral responsibility to those seeking to enter our borders or do we have a bigger responsibility to those already within them? Are you pro or anti-mask? Are you pro or anti-vax? While it might appear that today we line up in opposite camps on a seemingly infinite number of topics, Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans that this kind of moral high ground tug of war has been going on since at least the beginning of the church. And whatever side you find yourself on, if you feel justified in judging others and severing relationship, Paul is speaking to you. Paul wrote this letter to a church community that he had not planted and whom he had never visited. It is a community of Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, and as is often the case when the church is comprised of folks from varying ethnic, social, and religious backgrounds, there is some friction around how to be church together. Paul, probably to the Roman Church's frustration does not give them a right answer for their disagreements around practice and belief. But he does make several points for both sides to consider. He instructs them to practice humility and hospitality with one another. He reminds them that their relationship with one another is not based in ritual or rules or cultural ideas or doctrines, but in their common identity in Christ. And finally, He cautions that when they pass judgment on one another, they assume a role that belongs to God alone. Paul's concern here is the spirit with which we disagree with one another, not the rightness of our position. He's not saying that some of these matters are not important or that we shouldn't debate them. But he is saying that none of these matters trumps the reality that we are brothers and sisters in Christ first and foremost that the rightness or wrongness of our beliefs or practices is diffused and swallowed up in the grace of our common life in Christ. Further, we do not have to win doctrinal, social, political, or economic battles on behalf of God. God is quite able, apart from our passionate arguments on any given topic, to bring the world to the culmination of his purposes. Our role in that work is not to draw lines that separate us from one another on God's behalf. Our role is to witness to the world how to live with one another, even as we disagree over big, important issues. It is to model a way of being community where we do not separate ourselves from one another based on the need for uniformity of practice and belief, but we accept with humility that we may be wrong, that there might be space for both and, versus either-or, and that, regardless, God will make all things right and whole in his time. Today we have many, many examples of folks separating themselves from one another over differing beliefs and practices. The phenomena of cancel culture and unfriending are common. Dehumanizing, hateful, and threatening comments are left on folks' social media accounts and in their inboxes. For those of us who would follow Christ, these responses are unacceptable. Devout people can hold radically different convictions and still be good and faithful people. We are not just to tolerate one another, but to celebrate and learn from our differences. Each of us are like rough, broken shards of glass. We need to regularly rub up against one another over a long, committed period of time so that our edges might be worn smooth. During this Easter season, as we consider how we will re-engage with one another in new ways as we emerge from our isolation, let us take Paul's message to heart. In a world rife with disunity, criticism, and blame, followers of Jesus have a unique role to play. Let us gladly take on the call to witness to a world who desperately needs it the grace and charity of our remaining in respectful loving relationship with one another even as we disagree amen please join me as we continue with the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come